Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense, the podcast where you learn how to develop your intuition while working with your other five senses to create the balanced, fun experience that humans ought to have in choosing each lifetime to come back again and again. So this podcast will be talking about how do we apply this in our lives. It's great to talk about what it is, and we'll get in further podcasts, we'll get into more of the developing it, but this is how it could be used in your life. Like, why should I even develop my intuition? What's the sense of taking on one more task in this human life of mine? VickiBear.com, it's time to be your best, it's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut, it's the real thing, let's see what your future brings, time to let the fun commence, intuition your first sense. So... Besides, come on, it's a lot of fun, and it helps you to feel like you're experiencing and not missing out. A lot of our, the time you can, when you talk to people, they'll say, I feel like I'm missing something, or I haven't started something, or when's this lit up feeling that people talk about, but I haven't really felt, when's that going to happen? Uh, and this is part of it, being in tune with your energetic self, your non-physical self, and bringing that into connection and working with your physical self. It's all about partnerships here, people. So one of the ways that you can use it in your personal life is by first acknowledging where is my primary sense? Like what way do I receive energy the best. Do I feel it? Do I see it? Do I hear it? Do I know it? All of these things that we've covered before. And if you're tuning into this podcast, you can go back and grab all of this information if this is the first one you're listening to. And if it is, thank you so much. I really appreciate you stopping by. So one of the ways that you can use this energy field in your experience, this is going to be something where you're going to have to do on your own because I can't see all of you right now. So this is a stand up and practice this thing. It's called the human pendulum. And the way that you access energy when your brain wants to short circuit everything and it wants everything to be facts and everything, you got to drop into your body and really feel what's going on around you. So I like to use the human pendulum. So if you've ever, if you're familiar with a pendulum and using it for, you can use it for divining answers, a yes or no. Um, people get really these extravagant charts that you can use where the pendulum swings and the, re the, what the energy that it's tapping into is your soul energy into the universal energy. So a human pendulum, you make yourself literally that great big old pendulum. You stand up and you have loosey-goosey knees, so no locked knees here, and you take a couple nice deep breaths and you center into your body. I find the first time you do it, you might want to close your eyes 
because the sensation can be subtle. And with your eyes closed and not taking in all the information around you, a lot of the times you can feel a little bit um, more, especially if it is subtle. So the way that you would, the first thing you would do is say, maybe ask, is my name George? And you will swing one way or another. So to back it up, you could also say, in the name of the light, show me your yes. If you wanted to have definitively, for those of you who don't want to just wing this, um, you could ask, in the name of the light, show me your no. And your body will sway. Sometimes for a no, people will be rock solid. They don't move at all. <laughs> and that's a good answer too, you know. So ask yourself if you want to play around with this. It's tapping into the knowledge that you already have in there and playing with it a little bit. So you can ask, is my name something other than what your name is? And then see which direction, if any, that you move. Now, the first couple times you do this, you might need to practice because the brain might want to take over. I use this in the grocery store a lot because to just whip out a pendulum, people might look at you a little odd. And it's <laughs> not always conducive <laughs> to um, interactions with the public. But you can use your body. Once you get used to it, you can do it with your eyes open. And then if that fruit they're telling you is organic and you're going to pay an extra dollar 50 a pound for it but something tells you it's not either your savviness as a fruit shopper or your intuition ask yourself and you can ask this in your head you don't have to say it out loud is this fruit truly organic or whatever is this in my best interest you can use this as a way it's kinesiology you know using the the energy in the universe, much like kinesiology uses muscles, this uses what's around you. And it's a great way. I used to use it all the time with the when the kids were teenagers. I'd be standing right in front of them if I'm like, I don't know, this sounds like they're giving me a line of hooey. But I wanted to believe that what they were telling me was the truth. But something, you know, mother's instincts there just kicked off. I would ask inside, you know, are they telling me the truth? And then I could feel the sway. It's not going to be a huge movement, um, but it will be enough to get your attention so that you can discern, ah, this is how my body reads energy. So with that, you can imagine how that could come in handy with, you know, you're sitting in a job interview. Is this the best job for me? It's important to to ask the head to step aside. So you do, again, need to practice. It will help you to listen to that inner voice because maybe your gut told you that, no, in fact, that is not organic. Somebody put the wrong label on it and you're going to pay more for stuff that has junk in it and that would really annoy you or you won't feel good afterwards and you won't necessarily know what it's about. But if your gut told you, ask the question and then you get feedback that, yep, sticker wrong you're gonna be i hope you'll be exclaiming yes in the grocery store and people won't know what it's about but go for it anyway so the the another way that it comes in 
very handy is, have you ever had that feeling you had to call someone, you had to contact them, you had to reach out, send a text, and you didn't, and then you found out something happened in their life, um, or they maybe they just had a really bad day, and you were receiving the thought forms from them and what are called etheric cords. When we think of someone, we send out what are called etheric cords, and they are a lot of the times they're loving cords. They really are. But sometimes they can be very toxic cords. And you want to be at a point in time where you can feel if you're being held up by these cords. So I think it's the original instant messaging, these cords. Like when we were out in the fields and we didn't have phones and, you know, somebody was going out hunting and bringing back stuff um, or their bounty for the day, uh, you wanted to know that they were okay. And there's still some tribes that use this very effectively. The hunters will go out and they'll be doing their job. And within the village, the, um, the, the women and the kids and stuff that are there will start preparing the feast. And they have no form of communication other than a knowing that they got something. Now, it's not that they get something every day. They're, they follow them, and they have said that uh, there's there'll be days where they just make up whatever they can from the day before or, you know, make do. And then there are days where they're putting everything together because they have to get the fires and they got to get everything going. So we all still have this within us. So that nagging feeling is your intuition saying, go ahead and do that. You have to take the effort in order to reach out to someone. So using it in this way can enhance your relationships because who doesn't want to get a text that says, hey, how you doing? And uh, some people in my life will say, yep, that's still freaky, Vicky, um, when I send the text or give them a call or ask, hey, what's up? Um, and it's not that I'm reading it ahead of time. I don't. But I'll feel like they, maybe they're sad or, or maybe they just need to know somebody cares. And it's it feels good to me to be there for someone. So um, – there's a uh, – have you ever felt like you're being pushed to do something? And even if you're not real clear about what it is, and it's almost like there's this hand at your back saying, let's go this way. And yet you didn't know exactly what or why you needed to go in that direction, but you follow it. And then, and this could be an, an example of to keep it in the supermarket. You need to go to the store and you put it off and you don't. And then you finally end up going and you bump into that person you've been meaning to call. And you actually get something on the calendar. And all of that at, leads up to a more streamlined approach to life. You can use this by... Uh, paying attention to when you should or when you maybe shouldn't go. There were times where I'd be heading out to the store and I'd turn around and I'd just stop and I, I, I just wouldn't go. And my husband would say, what, what's going on? What's happening? Now, because I don't have the feedback of what possibly could happen because I didn't go, I have to trust that 
maybe I was avoiding an accident. Maybe I was avoiding somebody in the grocery store. <laughs> maybe they sent a cord out to me and they were going to be a big Y at the same time. And I just didn't have the facilities to deal with it that day. Who knows? Um, but that trust that I'm, I'm going to coast and just stay and maybe you wait half an hour and then it feels like the path has been cleared and you can go. It's kind of like when you're driving and you can't figure out why are we going so slow and then all of a sudden it opens up and nothing's changed. There's intuition for you. So we're going to take a break now and give you some time to think about how would you want to apply intuition in your life and then give a few more examples when I come back. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. So welcome back. Would you like to look at a few more ways that you can use this? Uh, well, if you're still listening, you do. So let's jump into it. Uh, when we first looked at purchasing a home, we lived south, further south, and I just knew I needed to be in Pittsfield. And I felt like it didn't matter why, we just needed to be here. And once we decided on that and started looking at homes, the home we ended up buying, she was so adorable, um, wasn't really the home I would have picked for us. I didn't, re I don't really have an attachment to dwellings. So for me, if I'm warm, dry, and it's fairly decent, I'm okay. Uh, but this, this house spoke to Howard, and he needed to be there. And I believe our family needed to be there. That was his intuition coming in saying, this is the space, this is the, the home, and yes, it's 1860s and completely needs a ton of work, but let's go for it. <laughs> and she, she's very adorable. And now a lovely family lives there. So it, you work in conjunction with the people in your life. This isn't about solely flying through and disregarding anyone else's knowing experience or their intuition. It's just like everything. We have to work in collaboration. So me knowing that Pittsfield was the place that felt right for me, for our family, and Howard knowing that that was the house that our realtor didn't even want to show us. And we, he was insistent, and we ended up there. And it was a great place to finish raising the kids. Is a, an example of applying your knowing and then working well with others in this space. So using that in your dating relationship, like it's really important in, well, in any personal relationship, whether it's your sibling, friends, but especially an intimate relationship, that you honor that you're not the only person on the planet with this intuition. So your gut may tell you that I 
maybe this person isn't the best person for me right now, and you disregard it, and then you end up in one of those experiences that uh, hopefully you learned from, and next time you really trust that if it doesn't line up with me, or at least have that feeling of, huh, what is this? When curiosity is there, intuition is right next door. They travel very well together. So you might not know securely that this is someone you want to get to know a little bit more, but if curiosity is there, it's telling you, let's just see what's going on here and you know, get to know someone beyond that first uh, mask that we carry. So it may show up in an idea or a, a feeling like you have to move. A lot of the times people will say, I'm just going to move out west. I'm out of here. I feel like I need a change. There's more that's going on there. There are ley lines in the earth as much as we have ley lines within us. And I think at certain points, we just line up. And if you're open to it and you can connect with those ley lines, you can create a pretty cool flow of abundance and love and finances and opportunity. So you can use it as a way to determine, is there a, um, is there a benefit to me moving? If you're just running from something, let's not call it intuition. Let's call it avoidance. And, you know, you need to, you can look at that too. It comes in choosing a doctor, a therapist, a realtor, a contractor, a trainer. All of this stuff is available. And if you use it as your, um, as your, uh, as a superpower, to use a common phrase these days, you can be much more efficient in your life um, and do a heck of a lot less work. So it does help to develop it in, in working with kids because <laughs> it will help your BS meter. Because if a kid isn't manipulative, you got a kid with, a, with an issue. They're supposed to be manipulative. They're supposed to try to work the world to their favor. And so they're supposed to hand you a line of hooey. They're supposed to see if you can pick up on it. But that doesn't mean you have to fall for it or give way to it. You can listen to your own um, knowing and then ask them, like, what makes you feel like you can pull this with me? And then have a little dance there. Trust them in their knowing uh whether they want to stay at somebody's house or whether they want to go for a play date. If they ever tell you that it just doesn't feel right, kids usually use the word feel. And along those lines, if we could encourage kids to keep using the word feel, because a lot of the times we'll say, what do you think? And when we ask them, what do you think? They're going to take into consideration the mass. They're going to take into consideration other people's opinions. When you say, what do you feel, the brain automatically drops us into our solar plexus, into that first psychic sense, and it has a, a reconnective ability. So how, what do you feel about this? That's, <laughs> you know, it's a joke in the therapy world of, how does that make you feel? 
Well, I don't think something makes us feel anything. You either feel it or you don't. And how are you feeling to a kid or what do you feel like? If you want to give them options for dinner, fantastic. Uh, Be the adult sometimes and tell them what's for dinner. But if you want to give them the option, say, what what does your body feel like having for dinner? Now, if they say ice cream, you know they didn't check in. But... Um, it will help to keep them lined up to themselves so that later on when they're in their teen years and they're at a party and they feel like something is off, they're not, they're going to listen and be less likely to disregard the information and then hopefully keep themselves in a much safer experience. So, it can let you, you can tap into it for, is it time to leave a job? What kind of car to buy? So basically, it gives you the um, courage, but also it takes, it takes a lot of the work of decision making and drop you out of that brain looping thing that happens. Um, one of my uh, clients was just offered a, a position, and we talked a lot about how does it feel to take it? How does it feel to not take it? How does it, she didn't have to leave her position where she was. They love her. Um, she's doing amazing work. But her whole being told her that it was in her best interest to relocate completely across the country and to take on this next gig because that was going to help her grow even more. So courage, yes, but if she hadn't developed her own communication with herself, she may have passed on this because it didn't cognitively make sense. It will. It's going to be fantastic for her. I'm so excited. Um, So using all of these information points gives you more of that security that you do know what you're doing. Because I don't know about you, I am almost 50 years old, and sometimes I forget I'm an adult. And sometimes I'll be like, wait a minute, how did I get here? I have grandchildren. I had a mortgage. I've been running a business. That part of our subconscious is always going to be present. But with this strength of knowing yourself and developing your skills, it will become less and less sub and you will become more and more conscious. That's a good place for a break. Hey there, Vicki here. Did you know that you can do a session with me virtually? That's right, you don't even have to get your fancy clothes on or go out in public. You can schedule your session online and receive the intuitive reading and coaching at your convenience. I work via phone, Skype, FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, etc. Energy travels and it isn't necessary for us to be in the same room or even country for me to be able to read what is happening and how I can help you. The majority of my clients are all over the US and international and while they haven't been in person, the experience is very personal. This is the gift of the first sense. It is applicable in any communication style, especially technology. To book your appointment, go to vickybaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com slash booking. I so look forward to meeting you.
welcome back. So we have our personal lives, and I don't know about you, but I take my person everywhere I go. So whatever we're learning and applying and developing in the in, intuitive part of, and in sorry, in the personal part of our lives, we can absolutely apply to the income-producing part of our life. I don't really believe that we're supposed to have careers because I think as people who evolve, we have different interests at different points in our lives. So I call them income producers. And there are some people that pick a career and they stay through it. That's fantastic. As long as there is expansion in other areas of your life, you do you, as they say. So a big part of my business is working with entrepreneurs because I absolutely love the energy of an entrepreneur or probably wouldn't be in it myself. And having an intuitive sense in business is gold because it helps you to be just a little bit further ahead if you're tapped in to what's going on in the marketplace, what's going on in your corner of the world and whatever service you offer. So uh, when professionals or uh, business owners are coming to me for that specifically, I, of course, look at the whole person because you're going to take you wherever you go to. And then we figure out what is in alignment with their chosen career and, and what's not. I had a wonderful experience recently with a young man that I'm working with and he's had a hard time finding his trajectory. And he was going to go with what makes sense. And it was a wonderful career. Would it very respectable, get the training, be able to work in the field, go to work, help people every day. It just was not lining up with me. And I felt and asked him if he could feel in his body what it would feel like to go to work every day doing what he was going to study for. Did it feel like he would be there authentically? Did it feel like he would just be punching a clock? And it, it didn't take much to <laughs> decipher the look on his face, and to which my job is to reflect back, is that okay with you? Because I'm not going to make a decision for a 29-year-old man. He's got to make that decision for himself. And when I suggested something that would be more in alignment with what I know of him because his first position would have been putting him in a room all day long, not seeing sunshine, not being outside. This is a guy from the time he could walk, I think knew how to ride an ATV and was always in the woods and target shoots and everything. And I'm like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. So some of it could be logical, but most of it was redirecting his energy to the place of, oh, yeah, that, no, that wouldn't feel good. Because if you don't feel good what you're doing, I don't think we do a good job. And most of the time when someone is not doing a good job at work, they don't really want that job or they don't want to be in that business. And so being able to tap into yourself, to know yourself well enough, if you run a business, it's your income, you have to do this. You have to check in with, do I like what I'm offering? It's why you'll see my business shift <laughs> sometimes in a complete left-hand turn. Um, 
it always makes sense to me, but it may not make sense to the people out there just yet. And in time, it'll all be connected, right? So from an entrepreneurial sense, you want to be able to trust that you can carry it through. So sometimes this comes from what product do I develop? You know, what service do I offer? How do I branch my business out to someone else who may need it? Um, it may be a lot of the times for companies, I will, I will review their applications because it costs so much to hire someone and to train them only to find out they don't necessarily work out that I'll, it, it costs less to hire me to do this and to say they still have to make the decision, but sometimes it's a, oh, no, please don't hire that one. And sometimes it's a, this one doesn't look like it on paper, but this would be a really smart move because they're going to help you revolutionize your business and take a lot of pressure off your shoulders. So no, th being able to trust your own um, GPS will tell you whether you should hire someone or pass, and pass kindly. You don't have to be mean about it. Um, it can help you in business, in your professional world, especially if you're in corporate or you work for a large company, of when to trust that you should maybe ask for a raise or to approach your supervisor uh, your boss for promotion and how to best present yourself in that way. I work with a lot of executives and a lot of the times I'll say to them, no, 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 no. <laughs> you perhaps you should clean up this habit you have before you go to the boss and ask them for the promotion because it's going to look it's not going to be approved if you're bad at getting back to people, for instance. And we have a hard time hearing that sometimes. But that ability to feel your way through and use concrete examples of, of leveraging position is a, just a great combination. And a lot of the times you'll see uh, the angel advisors that are out there will take into consideration the business plan and the potential ROI on a, on a project, but most of the time they're going to go with their gut and they're going to trust what feels right to them in order to invest their own income. I think it's because the angels are talking to them, but they haven't asked me that yet. So we'll just let them go off of their angel investor ego trip. <laughs> so um, where to, in, in business, where to go? Like how to expand? Do you rent a building? Do you buy a building? Uh, do you move towns? Maybe it would be in your best interest to be in the next town over because it has better access to the highway. Uh, and you don't have to drive through. You're wasting all your time driving through. So there's a combination here, right, of what is practical, what is applicable, and then what is coming in from a place that doesn't have as much fact yet. And again, the more times you do this, the more you trust it, the more successful you'll be. Most people... 
who come out with and set the trends of what we end up following uh, are extremely intuitive. And they got the idea when they were out taking a bike ride or they were taking a shower. A lot of things come in in the shower. So learn to use those voice memos or get the board because water generates uh, energy. So a lot of the times it'll be enhanced. That's why at the ocean you can have a great uh, download of information because of all the ionic action that's going on there above the waves. Sorry, my geeky self is going to take over here. But when you use that... um, all of these opportunities, and you first become aware that they're available and then decide that you're going to use them. And like I've said before, you don't have to announce it in the board meeting that you've all of a sudden decided to listen to your intuition. Uh, You can back that up with facts. I used to work a lot with the police departments, uh, pro bono, but I worked for the police departments. They still had to provide evidence or it wasn't going to pass the courts. You know, it wasn't going to become a a case and then, if necessary, a judgment. But my intuitive vision would often help them with their experience of who to talk to to get that information. So without that, they I have no doubt they would have figured it out in time, but... Why drive around town and ask that many people when you can go directly to the source? So when you're asking your intuitive self, is this a product I should be developing? Is this um, a direction I should be going in my business? There's less tug of war and more action. And in business, you have to take action. You can't just be sitting back because then that person who was taking the time to let the information drop in is going to come up with your trend and they're going to run with it. So, you know, it could have been somebody other than Zuckerberg. Well, let's just be honest there. So part of this combination and recognizing that you are a whole being no matter where you go, no matter what interaction you're in, and whether it's personal, whether it's business, whether it's volunteering, whether it's, um, you know, cultivating property and growing uh, crops and all that kind of stuff, it's all applicable. And the less this is for someone else that you believe it to be, the more it can be yours and the more it can be used. I'm going to totally out Justin Souls who... I love his gym. If you follow me anywhere on social media, you'll see me promoting that. And uh, we were working out one day, and I got this ping. I was probably trying to delay whatever he was making me do. but And I said to him, do you want your own gym? And he looked at me like I had 27 heads. And you would think he'd know me by that point. but And I didn't know if this was something that he would want to take on. That's a huge undertaking sometimes overtaking because <laughs> it takes over your life when you're first starting a business. And his intuition already told him that he wanted to go there. And part of his ego told him that he wanted to go there. And my poking him, I think, helped him 
to realize that it could be in this physical realm. It didn't just have to be a dream. And it has been a complete honor to be part of it. And I learned so much through the process too. But this is an example of someone who listened to their intuition and then put in the hard work. And I'll have him on for an interview because I'm uh, we haven't really discussed it, so I'm going to have him sit in the chair and ask him, what was that like <laughs> to have somebody say to you, so you want a gym? Let's get going on it. Um, so it can bring such joy to your life, and I hope you hear that, that yes, there's an investment, but it's worth it. So this has been Intuition Your First Sense and talking about the different ways that it applies in your life, of your life, with your life. And if you'd like to contact me or follow me, you can go to Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. It's all Coach Vicki Baird. So making it easy across the board. And I hope to see you there. Please comment and let me know what you think of the podcast and, and what other subjects you would like to cover. The next uh, episode, we're going to delve a little bit more into that ego. Because once we understand our humanness, we can expand and take more of this spirit self into consideration. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Thanks for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. Remember to follow me online for all the latest news and updates at at Coach Vicki Baird on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also at VickiBaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com. This podcast was recorded at Allison Larkin Presents and produced by Josh Reese. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review so we can stay connected. See you next time.